Hello. Welcome to the Power of Podcast by York Community Church. Each week, we will look at a different topic to empower us as we live life as Christians. We will be hearing from various people from YCC as they share their thoughts and experiences on each topic, and we pray this will encourage you in your walk with God. Welcome to the YCC podcast. This episode is looking at the power of attentiveness. I'm Jess Schofield and I'm here with Bethan Gibb-Reed and we're going to get stuck in. So Bethan, what is attentiveness? Ooh, that's a good question. So I think when I was trying to decide what word to use, I had a few different contenders and I think it's helpful to think about those ones as well. So I also thought about the power of noticing. Um, but actually it's more than just noticing, it's about kind of giving something your attention, giving it your your time, your consideration, kind of actively deciding to leave behind the thoughts that you have inside your head that are maybe commanding your attention and going, no, this thing is more important. And it's about that continuation of attentiveness. It's not just in a moment, it's a... Um, kind of movement is a thing that you continue to do um so I think that attentiveness is the art of paying attention well mm-hmm. that's really interesting so what are what are some of the things that like as Christians I guess are, are specific to this what you know why is this relevant to the people listening at home do you think well the reason why I chose it is because I think post two years of being slightly scared all the time, um, my ability to pay attention is massively diminished and I've become a really bad listener. Mm. I've noticed it something in conversations a lot. I've noticed that I find it a lot harder to listen and pay attention to other people. But I've also noticed that other people are finding it harder to listen to me as well. Um, so without kind of casting aspersions on all of my friends and community, <laughs> um, I just think it's just something that I've noticed and I think is interesting. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot um, in preparation for this as well, um, is that noticing, understanding, listening, paying attention are things that maybe um, have suffered because we've all been slightly scared for two years as I've said um, and when you're slightly scared for two years your brain does weird things to cope with that and maybe it's taken away our ability to really be attentive to one another um, and it's something that I think we should reclaim and something that we should do well as the church I think that all of society should do it well and aim for it but actually um, we have more reasons to be attentive as part of our love for each other um, than maybe um other parts of society so I think it's something that is essentially a spiritual discipline is to be able to listen well and to be attentive to those around us oh it's so weird now that you've said it I'm going oh yeah I really feel that there's been a, a shift in 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 sort of how everybody interacts with each other and certainly the first couple of weeks in um last summer when things started to open up again after the big long uh, third lockdown were really strange for for talking to people and and conversation just didn't quite seem to to work there was like there was something missing there was there was 
a barrier between people still mm. you know we'd removed the zoom screens but there was still something in, in the way um but yeah until you've until you've said that there i haven't gone oh you know we have had a really really strange time of it in the last couple of years and to expect everything to be completely fine is and to not have to sort of put any work into relationships with other people is yeah brilliant so um what are what are some of the things then that we can do to be paying attention Mm. or to actively seek to pay attention that's a good question so um there is a term which is active listening which is used uh, in um psychology and a counseling practice actually as well so it's something that might be familiar to to lots of people in the church already but active listening is is really defined as like a practice of a choice um i the reason why I came across it is I'm, I'm sure it was in an, a newspaper article recently where um, they consulted lots of like professional listeners about how to listen well. Um, and, and literally it is a practice. It's something that these people have had to um, learn how to do and employ in their day to day lives. It's not something that necessarily is entirely natural. Um although some people are better listeners than others, I think we all know people that are good listeners, but they tend to have stuff in common. They tend to be people who um, aren't necessarily just waiting for the turn to speak, um, sitting there while you're talking, thinking about what they're going to say next. They're people that are actually really listening to you and really taking in what you're saying, maybe reflecting back to you what you're saying. That's a really common practice, um, which is positive, particularly when people are trying to explain difficult things. to be able to like mirror it back and say this is what I've heard you say um can immediately help people to feel that they've been really listened to and really heard um and I think people who are active listeners as well are people who are able to they're unafraid of being challenged in what they think because if you choose to listen to someone else, then you're open to the possibility that you might be wrong. Um, and that's quite yeah. <laughs> that's quite a um, tall order, actually. I think we all kind of like to think that we're right most of the time. Um, but being in a state of kind of active listening means that you're open to those ideas that come from outside of you and therefore might challenge the ones that are inside of you um, yeah. and make you think, well, maybe I need to rethink this and maybe I need to do things a bit differently. Yeah, are are you are you really listening if you're sat there taking in what somebody's saying, but everything they say you're just trying to come up with a counter argument. You're trying to, you know, you've got in your head this is what I'm going to say to sort of like rebuke this or to, yeah, if it's if it's that kind of conversation or if it's something I was told once is that to be a good listener, sometimes people just want to tell you they're problems and the things that's going on in their life they don't want a solution Mm. um or they don't want you to say oh here's an example in my life where this sort of thing happened to me um and sometimes that is helpful but sometimes you've just got to let them get everything off their chest Mm. to somebody and yeah I don't know what you think of those those, that advice I was given (laughs) yeah no I think I agree with that actually I think really what it boils down to is finding out what the point of the conversation is that you're having um 
and maybe being able to kind of discern that in the moment because sometimes you're right you have a conversation with someone and you're going I'm going through this thing and I really don't know what I'm going to do and someone going well I went through a really similar thing is really helpful but someone going oh well I'm going through the same thing as well and it's really hard isn't it you go actually in the moment it might be like oh yes but afterwards you're like we didn't really help I just needed someone to listen to that um, and let me speak and let me kind of open it up and that can be really powerful actually and in that situation really all you're doing is listening and it's not a passive thing it's just a kind of providing space for people to tell you what's going on mm. um and sometimes you know problem solving that's a classic one isn't it when like oh yeah. you're not listening to my problems you just try to solve them um that's a that's a real kind of standard communication error but there is always a place for problem solving but i think it's learning to discern the context and what is most useful and most loving to the person in front of you. Um, and if they're in pain, quite often it's just, that sounds really hard. Yeah. I'm really sorry you're going through that. Um, and avoiding kind of platitudes of it'll be okay or God's got it. Like he does. But when you're in pain, it kind of doesn't feel like it. So yeah. um, having someone stand with you, I think can be a really valuable way to actively listen. Yeah. And I know I, I've got um, one friend and one of the things we do together to sort of ease the being able to listen to each other is just explicitly say to each other or ask each other if one of us is going through somebody something and wants to tell the other pers- pers- person about it is just, do you, do you want support or do you want solutions? Mm. You know, do you want me to stand by you and say that, yeah, do you know what, that is really hard or do you want me to go well maybe have you thought of doing this have you thought of have you thought of trying that um because you know we're both sort of aware that it is really hard to pick up on these subtle social clues mm. I- that do exist but to un- to interpret what exactly somebody wants from a particular conversation so to be explicit with each other about what we what the purpose of the conversation is um uh, we found really helpful mm. I like that and I feel like that has real like um kind of a sense of vulnerability in it because actually you've gone at some point in your relationship you've gone we're not getting this right (laughs) like we're we're missing out on each other's social cues and not giving each other what we need so um please can you make it really really clear for us and I think that's great I mean we um we often talk about it I think in church that we're not mind readers I think we can often um especially within Christian circles expect the other person to just know and just know what they need to do and know what they need to say even when we don't know what we need them to do or say but actually um we're, we're just people which we're, we've got the holy spirit which really helps but we're just people and sometimes we just need to be able to be vulnerable enough to say what i need from you right now is a cup of tea and a box of tissues and half an hour and no solutions yes <laughs> um just you um just the space that you can give me um or you can go, oh, I've got this thing and I need to write a pro-con list. Help me write a pro-con yes. list to make the decision about how I do this thing. Um, yeah, I think being able to be vulnerable enough to go, let's get this in the open. Let's decide the parameters of this conversation. Um, gives you a big leg up, actually, in terms of being attentive and kind to each other. So I know one of the things you wanted to sort of touch on was the humility and the cost involved in... Um, being attentive and paying attention Mm. to others um so I wondered if you know that's a good sort of 
lead into that is is sometimes you know you have to put down your own um agenda mm. for how you how you thought your evening might be um in order to be there for somebody else i don't know if that's the way you were going with that but yeah absolutely i think um i mean it's even in the phrase isn't it paying attention i was thinking about this today we don't say give attention we say pay attention it's like mm. it's literally costly it literally has a cost to it and when your teacher at school goes pay attention or um you know when we kind of remind ourselves to pay attention it's there is a cost associated to it and i think there is um that yeah that kind of requires humility because it takes your power it takes your kind mm. of um it takes your energy it can be really tiring when someone goes i really need to talk and you're like oh goodness okay how much energy do i have in the bank for yeah. this um sometimes it can be really edifying and fill you up and actually um sometimes i think listening and paying attention to people that we wouldn't normally pay attention to means that you get maybe more from it than they do you can hear some extraordinary things from unlikely people um but yeah i think the humility of it is fundamentally about saying you matter more than i do yeah in this situation you matter more than the things that i'm thinking about um and i want to hear those things more than i want to say my things um, and that's something I really find hard myself. I feel like I'm just doing disclaimers all the way through this. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, by no means a professional at being um, super humble or anything like that. That's not the case. Uh, or listening really well. But I think it's something that I'm thinking about a lot at the moment. Um, yeah. Do I really mean it when I think what you have to say is more important than what I have to say? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a brilliant challenge, I think, for me, because, you know, I'm also don't claim to be an expert at this. Um, but I so often find myself, as we mentioned earlier, just in a conversation and all you're thinking about is what can I say next that's going to portray me as funny or interesting or um, get me involved. And I think I definitely need to think sometimes actually I don't need to be involved I can just sit here and enjoy being present um or you know I don't need to be the funniest loudest person in the room who's talking all the time in order for people to think of me as a nice person mm. yeah absolutely absolutely I think it's well it's about knowing what you'll discover when you when you kind of put down that need mm. to be those things and just find that you're genuinely interested in people and I think people find that so winning and um attractive as a personality when you're just genuinely just interested and you want to know what they have to say um yeah I think that can be almost like you it's like that um kind of topsy-turvy thing of the kingdom isn't it you lose your life to find it it's like mm. you lose your social mores and um things that you think will make you really interesting and fun and then you find that actually you're so much more because people are like, that person really cares and that person really listens. Um, and you, in the meantime, kind of forget yourself. There's a C.S. Lewis quote, actually, which I really love about humility. And it kind of, it was the light bulb moment for me because I think often we can find thinking about humility as kind of being like, being like, but I am a worm and everyone else are beautiful humans. Um, <laughs> humility, I think, 
especially in like the British expectation is like yes. self it's often conflated with like self-deprecation or self self-esteem issues actually low self-esteem mm. um but actually the quote is um humility is not thinking less of yourself it's thinking about yourself less um and it's just it's just a reorientation of your values it's a reorientation from like thinking about what's in here to what's out there um so instead of kind of having this kind of constant self um consciousness it's kind of self-forgetfulness it's kind of going actually like the things in here they're interesting they're fine and there is a place for them but when it comes to the person sat in front of you um you've got an opportunity to be interested and to be um to put yourself aside and kind of go you're more important yeah um let me think about you rather than me and again costly costs a lot especially again coming circling back to the pandemic as always um and the mental health problems that that's brought yeah and i think actually hand in hand with mental health problems is this kind of inward looking um and again there's a place for self um regard there's a place for knowing about ourselves and actually having blind spots not thinking enough about ourselves is equally problematic but um in a context where lots of people around us are suffering from mental health problems even at a low scale um we turn inward we think about ourselves more and about the world less and actually that's the key often to getting out of mental health problems is discovering a love for something outside of yourself and being able to turn it back around and go back out into um into discovering what the world is like and what what good things there are yeah i mean i think i spent a lot of time um alone last year I lived with other people but as housemates and and you know often we we wouldn't see each other all day and the first time I said any words to somebody was I said I'd say thank you to somebody who moved out my way on my evening run Mm. and I think it's so hard to come out of that thinking about yourself all the time and actually go oh yeah other people have lives and feelings and I can't just sort of plan whatever I want to do and they'll be free and they'll be available and yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Mm. So moving on from uh, noticing others, uh, I know you had a story from one of the gospels to sort of bring to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah yeah so it's this really interesting story which is complicated and i'm not a theologian and yet another disclaimer um which is um it's found in mark 7 it's 24 to 30 and it's also in matthew 15 i think um it's a really tiny story as they often are and a really interesting one where there's this woman who's from syria um she's i think she's a canaanite and she's following the jesus and the disciples around and shouting at them going um my child is ill you need to you need to save her you need to save her my child is like you know she's possessed there's something wrong and um the disciples are trying to get her away as usual um and um eventually she kind of gets access to jesus like he notices something's going on and goes what do you need and he, she's going i need you to heal my daughter and um but he, but she comes from outside of the ethnic um 
Paul, she's not a Jew. Um, and there's this really weird and interesting exchange, which is slightly uncomfortable, where basically Jesus goes, I'm here for the Jews and not for you. I don't, you don't take bread from the children and throw it to the dogs. Um, and she goes, but even dogs get to eat crumbs from the table. And that's the moment at which he goes, your faith is amazing. Your daughter's okay. Like your faith has made her well. You can go. Um, and there's this just this moment of like real transformation in the conversation. And it, as I say, I'm not a theologian and I don't want to get into it. I went down a rabbit hole earlier today, like being like, I should probably check like the theology in this. And I opened a like screaming horde on the internet of oh, all the yeah. different <laughs> interpretations of this particular passage because it's quite tricky. But one of the things that I really like about it is that Jesus is paying attention to her and for whatever reason he he says that thing um that actually no it's not for you what my my healing is not for your people um and she challenges him and changes that um which is really interesting but what i think is interesting in there for the context of us here is that um this jesus is very attentive to her he's listening he's he's really listening yes. if he meant that thing about um throwing bread to the dogs which again is the thing that the people the theologians disagree about um but if he really meant that then there's a moment there where he changes his mind um or yeah he changes at least his decision on it and says no i am going to heal your daughter because you've proved to me that you have this faith which goes beyond my expectation for your people um and and, and it's really, you know, it's interesting for us seeing Jesus have this exchange with someone and then persist and him go, OK, yeah, let's let's change. Let's change the situation for you. It's almost like Jesus knows he's not. He's not he's not he's a son of God, but he's not above himself. Um, and he's humble in that moment. Yeah. He goes, actually, no, you're right. Yeah. If that is the interpretation, of, if that is what happened. Then Yeah. yeah yeah and it's really it's interesting as well because that as as i said there's so many instances of people trying to get up to jesus and the disciples being like no no and him being like oh yeah i noticed and i was thinking today like you know um when you see kind of celebrities with their entourage or something like that um there's sometimes this sense that like you know their security are there keeping people away but the the star of themselves are just kind of totally oblivious to it like they're yeah. they're not engaging with the crowd they're not interested like they're just trying to get into their car or whatever it might be and like but we see jesus over and over again paying as much attention to everything that's going on around him as the disciples are and often making the opposite decision to what the disciples are kind of you know are, are trying to do so he lets little children come nearby and he kind of rebukes the disciples about that and says no you've got to let these little children here and the same with the woman that well he notices her um he pays attention to her and actually that's the beginning of the transformation of the Samaritan kind of nation and the beginning of that revival within her community is by him paying attention to this figure that no one else would really pay attention to. That's really interesting. So that that sort of was spoken about in David Godfrey's sermon on uh, Jesus rebukes from what Jesus did next mm. sermon series. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That really uh, moulded my thinking when I was preparing for this, actually, was that um, just noticing that Jesus pays attention. And um, it made me think as well, like when I've got friends that live in London and when I walk around cities with them, they 
they're quite oblivious to what's going on around them but it's because they live with so many people they live in such a built-up mm. place that they kind of have this veneer where you're like I can't really compute the crowds around me all, at all times so you have to kind of come within your own bubble otherwise you just be overstimulated yeah. all the time so um and Jesus must have lived in an environment like that because people were always trying to get near him and um and he but he notices he kind of doesn't build up the the kind of layer of defense to not notice other people he pays attention to what's going on around him i think that's a really valuable thing to kind of take from that passage is that Mm. that he notices her so sort of moving on from noticing others noticing i guess the the world in general Mm. and sort of bigger bigger things more than just like individual people um what can we be doing do you think to try and improve the way we do that that's an interesting one um i find so i come from a background um where i study politics at university so i'm always reading the news i know that doesn't appeal to everyone i know people find that quite tricky um but for me knowing what's going on in the world is a really really powerful tool for um as part of my faith as well mm. um i think just i'm sure it's like this no i can't remember who it is so i won't i won't do that one but um just the sense of like knowing our story through the bible is really really important but paying attention to what's happening in the world particularly in places that are really far away that we might not think kind of impact our lives today and they and, and maybe they don't but um for me, I find that it's helpful to know and to be able to bring those things before God. Um, it kind of it's time that we're recording. There's um, the we're about mm, a few weeks into three the weeks Ukrainian as of a few days invasion yeah. um, by Russia, and um, you know it's it's hard, and I I can't look at a lot of the things that are on the news. I find it too difficult, but um, at the same time, I, I want to be aware of what's going on in the world around us. Um, because we can direct our prayers because we I think understanding those things will help us understand um society and, and, and you know the way that we interact with people and it gives us a sense of perspective beyond our own and was you know we were saying earlier about that locked in thing that we got with our lockdowns mm. um where you kind of got very stuck into a very small world um that was just the one right in front of us in our homes um, as we come back out of that as we kind of learn how to be attentive again we have to learn to be attentive yeah. to the things that are happening in the world and not just covid not just the wars but um but the things that are for us to steward and for us to look after and be aware of yeah i've definitely noticed that um going straight from like lockdown pretty much and not particularly paying attention to much news like i'd occasionally get stuff on twitter or very occasionally turn on the like news at 10 or something and just try and catch up on everything um going straight from that to suddenly like working with other people and um being in a, in a place where like there's the radio on all the time and there's news every hour and then at, at lunchtime there's like 15 minutes of news and like throughout the day the day is punctuated with here's what's going on in the world um and i yeah i've i've found that i'm i'm sort of without really meaning to be sort of much more in tune with the world around me and and you know you know compared to other people my age who maybe aren't doing that and listening that often to 
because um, sometimes it is about repetition to get you to notice um so yeah I, I do often find myself going oh this is happening in the world and most of the people that I'm talking to go well really yeah yeah I think I just think it's so important I think the the bible is a um a story that tells us to care about this stuff it tells us to care about what's going on in the world and I think sometimes we can get locked into these kind of the lack of perspective actually if, if you're not can if you're not aware of what's going on beyond um kind of christian community behind your neighborhood beyond your family those bigger stories even even on a kind of like city level or or regional level um or international um if we don't pay attention to those stories our lives become quite one-dimensional actually and they become quite like um the 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 kind of pool of information that we have is much smaller mm. we're not we're not exposed to other ideas and expectations of of how we might live and also other people's suffering and pain um and without that context it can be really hard to um live the riches of, of what we're called to do with god actually um i think that the the bible is really a call to action to yeah. to care um about the person in front of you about the communities that you can't see um the people across the world and we have so we have access to so much information it's a blessing and a curse i mean i'm not sure i can listen to the news every hour well at the moment. exactly <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say this is not uh listeners at home this is not to say that uh you should be putting bbc news on 24 yeah. 7 and um signing every petition that you get a link sent to you on facebook or um do you know spending every hour of your day on uh looking at what else is going on in the world but maybe perhaps think about you know do i do i pay attention to the news or to what's going on around me if i don't what what kind of what little things can i do yeah to sort of jump into what's going on yeah I yeah I think it's like it's wisdom about what you can consume and there have been periods even in the last couple of years when I've gone that's it no more news yeah and you take three months off and you until you get your head right again and then you kind of dip your toe back in and and, and you know I have um I'm prone to spending all the t- my time looking at the news so I actually have like time limits on my phone about how long I can look at BBC News and The Guardian mm. that kind of thing because otherwise I would spend too much time scrolling um and and that's yeah I think that's that's just a thing I'm kind of finding good ways to have boundaries on it but equally um using it for the power that it is to know about our our world and our people yeah well oh, that moves us ni- nicely on to noticing ourselves mm. um and sort of what we need um from from the world or from other people perhaps i don't know yeah yeah i said earlier um you know humility is about thinking about yourself less and i think that's really important in the context of conversation but i think god also asks us to be aware of ourselves um and to spend time um noticing what's going on in our own interior lives um and if there are bad habits or bad thoughts or bad um kind of patterns of thinking i guess to to be able to acknowledge that and to have tools to be able to do that i think kind of links to um mindfulness which is a big thing i know um around 
um, and about. I know they do it in schools and they do it all over the place. But um, one of the things I think is really nice about mindfulness, I'm not a wholehearted proponent of it, but um, it's kind of being able to notice things about yourself in a non-judgmental way. Mm. It just is. Um, So being able to bring those things into light when you think, actually, um, there's something in my heart that's not quite right. Or there's something in my heart that's just there and I'm just noticing that I really care about X group of people or I really want to help Y with the skills that I have. And, you know, noticing the good as well as the bad, but not necessarily being like, well, it's bad, therefore must be it must be an awful human and I've got to get rid of this. Um, I think it's just to bring it before God and um, and let him do the judging there's a great billy graham quote which is is for father god to do the judging the holy spirit to convict who's the other key partner in this um and for us to love and i think that comes to ourselves as well as to others we have to love others and let the holy spirit convict them and god um judge them um we have to love ourselves allow the holy spirit to convict us and let god judge what is worthy and right and what is not um that's i think the role that we have to do in that but in order to do that we have to be taking care of our blind spots the things that we know we necessarily don't see or don't want to see in ourselves um and acknowledging them and bringing them into god's light yeah i don't uh, i don't want to see this in myself as is is something i've noticed something i've noticed myself doing is thinking um I don't necessarily want to delve into this mm. and I probably should because you know right now it is affecting my relationship with this person or it is affecting my relationship with God but at the same time there's like a lot of hurt in there that's that needs untwining mm. um and it can be really scary to go and oh, no, actually I'm going to delve in and yeah i'm very guilty of just filling my life with so many things to distract me from how i'm feeling or from thinking about um yeah who i am and what i want from the world because it it can be really scary yeah 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 but i think to know ourselves is part of the work of the kingdom Mm. in 1 corinthians 13 there's that tiny bit about seeing through a glass darkly but then we will see all everything clearly and we will know God um, as we ourselves will be known God knows us fully now and he sees it all and he like you know he accepts it all and he helps us through it all but part of the work of the kingdom is getting to a place where we know ourselves fully Um, that won't happen this side of heaven um yeah. not completely but we can do that work and I find um I, th- I, th- I agree with you Jess I find it hard to do that work on myself but I find it really easy to go about other people oh if she just sorted that out then yeah it's just obvious it's staring her in the face there's this problem and she needs to deal with it um or whatever it might be and actually you know maybe I am slightly judgmental in noticing these things um I try not to I try not to be but um but yeah actually if I can see them on other people I should be able to see them in myself I should be able to get be able to see these things and be humble enough to bring them into the light and see what God wants to do with them because actually it's quite often our our weaknesses are the flip side of our strengths um you know the things that are bad in us are also 
the things that are good um, and can be redeemed um, into something that's really very beautiful and very unique and very much for us to bring as individuals to the making of God's kingdom. Brilliant. So we've come to the end of the podcast. I I just wondered if you'd like to very quickly pray for um for us for those listening just for yeah about what we've been talking about today absolutely i would love to father god thank you um that you put us on earth in community with other people and you gave us ears which listen and ways to understand each other and i want to pray for ways to bring this into our lifestyle this active listening this attentiveness and that probably means um throwing some tough conversations our way that we don't want to have um, but i want to pray lord for moments where we can choose to actively listen to be attentive to those around us to notice things like Jesus did and, and to use the discernment of your Holy Spirit to know what is best to do. Maybe it's very little. Maybe it's not really doing anything. It's just being there and providing space. I pray for, I pray for ways to um, engage with our world and understand it and, and to be attentive to the needs of the communities across the world at the moment. and the joys and the wonders of the world at the moment are the things that are extraordinary that we get to hear of through the news. And I want to pray, Lord, that this light um, that you bring into our lives, that we wouldn't be afraid to be, to bring all of ourselves to you and to pay attention to our own thoughts and deeds. Thank you that there's nothing within us that you don't already know. Um, and it is a joy to work with you to understand ourselves better and to make sure that we are fully known. And in this, Lord, I pray for peace um, and for great generosity when we make mistakes. I pray that you would exercise this muscle within us so we would become strong and active and good listeners. And I pray for the way that that will transform our relationships. I thank you for that. In your name, Lord Jesus.